Welcome to another episode of Sports and Discourse with your host Derek Stevenson. And on today's episode, we're going to recap Miami's devastating loss against Kentucky. Um, this was a very interesting game for me. I've been hearing a lot of people say they would call it a statement game, if you will. And I definitely think uh, Kentucky made a strong statement because this is one of the games that kind of scared me. Um, with Miami having the success that they had last year, I thought this was going to be a super tough game for Kentucky. And like one of my one of my guys, one of my mentors, uh, Big A Anthony Richardson, he uh, he had been telling me about Miami's coach and just telling me that he was going to do big things with Miami. And uh, this was before they went to the Final Four. And he was also telling me that, like, um, you know, along with, I forgot the guy's name, but the, the one rich dude that's down there that's buying up all the players for Miami, along with that, and Miami's coach, um, my guy Big A was telling me that Miami was getting ready to become a force to be reckoned with. And then immediately you see them go to the Final Four, so I definitely, uh, I definitely was worried about Miami. And like I said, I've been hearing, uh, I, like I told you on the last stream, I had, I wasn't really familiar with Miami. So I really didn't know what they were about. I didn't know what kind of team they was. And everybody was telling me they got a, a nice little perimeter team. They sort of kind of play like Kentucky, uh, kind of small ballish, but they perimeter strong. So they had nice guards that can score and especially defend. So I definitely didn't think Kentucky was going to put up big numbers like that. At one point, you know, Kentucky, I, if I remember correctly, I think at one point Kentucky was up by 30 or close to 30. And um, I just didn't see it coming. I thought it was going to be a nail-biter, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know if maybe Miami was just having an off night. One of my other guys was telling me he thought Miami was fooled, though. Um he was saying they hadn't played nobody or whatever the case may be. But I was still worried about the game just because of them having gone to the Final Four. And, you know, Kentucky really, you know, outside of playing Kansas, they haven't really been tested too much yet. And I was I was, um, I was, was a little worried to see how they will bounce back against the next ranked opponent. And we all know that Kentucky has been struggling um, against ranked opponents a lot lately. So... I was worried, man, but man, these guys, you know, they, they put a, a nice game together last night and, um, we definitely going to get to Reed Shepard, uh, but I want to save him for last. Um, the guy that I was impressed with, um, was, uh, I was impressed with, um, you know, I was impressed with Trey Mitchell, of course, Trey has been always playing steady for us. And um, he kind of did what he always does. He, uh, you know, he only actually uh, shot one for four from threes, but he always spaces the floor for us. And the thing I like about Trey is Trey just is like a steady guy that I can always count on to make good decisions with the basketball. He seems to um, always get good spacing, whether he's um, on the perimeter or he's posting up. He, uh, like I remember one play where, you know, it just spoke to me about, just his veteran leadership. He caught the ball on the post and 
before he just, you know, he didn't just turn and make a move quickly. He he kind of surveyed the situation. And I think whatever the perimeter guard was that was close to him, he told him to scoot over a little bit just to give himself some more space, and then he made a nice move. And that's just the type of plays that I expect from Trey with him having so much experience. Um, so he just put another steady one to a uh, steady game together. But I just love his playmaking ability because when he gets the ball, he doesn't just automatically look to score. So he ended up with seven assists along with his fourteen points and his five boards. So I definitely, uh, I was, you know, it's like I, I kind of expect that out of Trey Mitchell at this point. But it's just good to see. Just he's just been so consistent um, ever since he's been on this team. But um, the guy that surprised me that I was happy for was finally Justin Edwards seemed to have like a, a decent little breakout game. Kentucky Wildcats go. Kentucky basketball is back. That's what it feels like. Um, It feels like uh, we, we got one of those teams that I feel like can compete with everybody. And I, I think they're going to be a joy to watch this year. Because I feel like they ain't even really scratched the surface yet. I feel like they still got a lot of growing to do. We still got some players that um, once we can get everybody to play at a consistent level. Because there's still a couple of guys that really aren't consistent yet. But I feel like once we get the whole team playing consistent, we're going to be dangerous. And uh, like I was just saying, I was happy to see Justin Edwards finally have a decent game. Um, because he's one of those guys that just has the scary potential. Like I... You know, like I've always said, I think he has the most upside uh, for when he goes to the NBA just because of his height. He's a decent shooter right now, but I could see him becoming a, a good shooter. He's athletic. Um, he just seems like he's built for the pro game uh, more than the rest of them, except for maybe Aaron Bradshaw, but mostly uh, the perimeter guys. So I was glad to see him actually, like, get it together Um and, I mean, he only had 11 points, but it just seemed like a efficient 11. Um, it it just seemed like he was he was more confident. He was finding the right spots to be. He shot, you know, he shot five for seven, so he shot a good percentage. Uh, he missed his three-point attempt, but I just, um, I was just glad to see him break out his shell. Go Kentucky Wildcats said, just wait until Bradshaw comes back. I'm telling you, uh, they could be scary when Bradshaw comes back because I know um can't really put too much stock in it, but all the reports that I'm hearing so far, that Bradshaw is really looking like that dude in practice. Um, They're saying he was erasing shots, uh, you know, around the basket, which is what we've been missing so far. So we definitely need that. And they were saying that his step, you know, his he's stepping down the floor, hitting his jumper. So from what I'm hearing... Bradshaw looked like he immediately stepped into practice and was that dude. Like, like he was immediately impacting the team. So, as much as I love, uh, you know, Trey Mitchell, we got to work Bradshaw in there. But one thing that I like about the combination of them two, um, I just hope that if Calipari does play both of them together, I hope he doesn't crowd them up uh, like he normally does with his two big men. I hope that he still lets us play this, like, sort of small ballish perimeter based game um i feel like um like even whether it's Bradshaw or Trey Mitchell on, down on the block the other one could be on the perimeter and as long as they both crash the glass after the shot i feel like um you know it'll definitely uh 
they can definitely still play the same type of game. Go Kentucky Wildcats said, did you watch that warm-up video that KRS posted yesterday? No, nah, I didn't, but um, thanks for telling me about that. I'm going to go check it out as soon as I get off stream. Kentucky Beyond the Game said, are we talking about UNC versus Tennessee? <laughs> no, we are not talking about that, man. Um, that's my guy, Nephew Q, North Carolina fan, unfortunately. Um, but I'm probably going to have him on the show um, at some point. Uh, you know, I... I'm gonna start having a few of the the rival fans come on here, uh, just so I can troll them a little bit. Uh, especially since Kentucky's gonna obviously be the best team this year, um, but we're gonna let some of those guys come on the show soon and uh, you know tell us what's going on with their team. But yeah, uh, I'm definitely gonna check that video out of Bradshaw because I feel like um, you know obviously I want Anyenzo back as well, just because. Anyenzo just looked like he's going to eventually be an elite shot blocker. And that's one of the things that Kentucky is, you know, they they need one of those ones that's going to get you, like, the three to five range. And, um, you know, we've had several of those over the years. Uh, uh, Isaiah Jackson, you know, um, Stein, Noel, Anthony Davis, you know, um, we definitely, uh, we need somebody that's going to be elite. And um, maybe it could be Bradshaw too, but I know Agnizzo eventually can probably get to that point. Uh, so we definitely need him too. Dance 5 said, what time do you uh, think Bradshaw comes back? To be honest with you, I feel like Bradshaw is going to probably take a couple more games off. And um, I think he's going to get ready for the top of the year. That's what I think, but... Who really knows? Um, you know, once I hear more about it, I'll report on it. But I really don't feel like um, they're going to rush him back, especially with them winning so far. They only lost one game. Um, so I think they're going to hold him back and just progress him slowly. But it's just um, it feels good to know that it seems like he's jumped right in there and um, he ain't missed a beat so far. Um, Go Kentucky Wildcats said we are going to – Beat them Tar Heels. Uh, Quinn Walker, I know you heard that, man. So, uh, you better be ready, man. And Beyond the Game said, everybody watching, make sure y'all share this content, man. I'm not a UK fan, but this is by far the best UK channel on YouTube. Thank you, my good brother. I appreciate that, man. I appreciate that a lot. And uh, like I said, I'm going to have you on here soon. I'll probably have you on here when we beat the Tar Heels. You know what I'm saying? We can do a little preview of that or whatever. Um but he even admitted it just now. He said, UNC, we might beat them this year. He said, Kentucky has great guard play, and UNC struggles against good guards. Well, that's uh, great news to me. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, Miami was supposed to have a good guard play, so you just never know how things will work out. But like I said, we definitely need uh, some, shot uh, some shot blockers back. Because that's one of the things that when you watch some of the games, um, I feel like teams get some second-chance buckets that, and I just be thinking to myself, like, if we just had one of the seven-footers, maybe it don't go down like that. But there's just uh, several times during the game where you just feel like if one of them was in there that they could have made a play and potentially saved us a couple of buckets. But um, so far, we're doing, we're doing good without them. Um, Adu Thero played well. Uh, Adu Thero, um, 
a dude is always going to give you great energy. He's going he's gonna to fly all over the court. He's going to be trying to block shots. He's going to be rebounding. He uh he made a nice play, um, or he tried to make a nice play driving to the basket. And he ended up getting blocked, but I like the aggressiveness, like where he just went through the middle and tried to dunk on somebody with his left hand. But one of the things that I do want to see a dude Thero um, add to his bag is I want to see him be able to pull up a little bit, you know, because sometimes you, you just might not have the right angle to try to attack the basket. And if you just had a nice little uh, pull-up game, you know, that could, excuse me, that could be very helpful to him because that's what, um, that's what Antonio Reeves uses a lot. Antonio Reeves, uh, he's not the, he's not a super uh, ball handler. So what he does a lot, if he gets ran off the three, he'll take like one or two dribbles and just shoot a nice little floater. And, um, he's been doing that pretty efficiently. And I would really like to see a dude add that to his game. Um, Let's see. Go Kentucky Wildcats said, imagine trying to play zone against us. Oh, boy. Yeah, uh, this is a, a, a year where I would feel confident. Um, a lot of Calipari's teams in the past, um, we've had everything but a good core of shooters. And um, this is the, the year where I, I do feel confident if teams try to zone us we will be able to uh, force them out of the zone. Because um, we got even even some of our guys that are a little bit more streaky, like Edward, like uh, Wagner, they're still capable. Um, and I think they just, they're just big-time players. So I feel like any given moment, uh, they could get hot and uh, make big plays, whether that be from the perimeter or attacking the basket. Um, like I said, we just got to get them a little bit more consistent uh, – so they can just be a little bit more ready and um, we can know what to expect every single game. Because right now, you know what you're getting out of Reed Shepard. You're getting everything. You know what we're getting out of Trey Mitchell. You know what we're getting out of Rob Dillingham. But outside of that, you know, it's kind of like a little toss-up. Uh, but those guys pretty much have been, uh, you know, they've been the steady anchor for the team this year. And Rob Dillingham, man, like, uh, he played super good last night. But the thing that I was super impressed, um, the, uh, the box score that I'm looking at right now says that he has nine assists. I don't know if that's correct or not, because I know at one point I seen that they put that he had 10 assists. But either way it goes, if he didn't get the double-double or not, Rob has a nice uh, knack to pass, even though he's really probably more of a pure scorer. But he still has really good point guard instincts. And um, when Rob is making good decisions with the basketball, um, he's almost unstoppable. Because we know he's going to have some of those moments where he's going to be doing his flash, his shiftiness. Um, but if he's on point with it, it's probably not going to be nothing you can do with him for real. And he's just, you know, when he's in his bag and he's looking for other people, like he's, one thing I like about Rob is with Rob having such a good scoring ability, he has a really nice court vision, uh, especially when he's out in transition. Like, he's running the court, and um, it just seems like he just always got some moves or, you know, he always knows what to do in any given situation, whether it be, like, make a nice pass or try to score. It just always kind of seems like he's just 
no matter whether it looks like he's going crazy out there, he's always seeing what's going on, and he's been really steady with the ball. Um, so I love how uh, Rob's been playing, man. But let's go on and get into it, man. So our guy, Reed Shepard. Man, I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all, um, Reed Shepard may possibly be the best freshman in the country. He's definitely the most steadiest. Um, and as far as, even if I compare him to some of the great freshmen that Calipari's had in his era of coaching at Kentucky, Reed Shepard is moving up that ladder really quickly. And um, it's not so much of just the scoring, because Calipari's had a lot of guys that can get you some buckets. But when you look at the totality of Reed's game, Reed kind of like, he's like an all-purpose like machine out there, man. Like he's blocking shots. He's hitting the three. He's rebounding. He's getting assists. He's low turnovers. Like Reed is like, like I'm super surprised that he's this good this quick. Um, you know, a lot of people, obviously, they compare him to Tyler Hero. And we all know why, but um, I don't know. My guy Mark Burke said, can we make these kids wear high top? He said, DJ was wearing lows and has an ankle injury. This happens every year. Yeah, it's crazy because I think everybody, I think no athletes really want to wear high top shoes anymore. Um, and I think Nike and other basketball companies are trying to make the technology uh, more advanced so that it can be more protective, but it's still hard to keep these guys from having these ankle injuries. Um, and I know one thing's for sure, they never gonna go back to um, wearing ankle braces. Like when I played basketball in high school, they forced us to wear those goofy ankle braces and uh, I hated wearing those things. Um, so probably the most that they are gonna be able to do is they probably gonna have to do an extra good job of taping up these kids' ankles. But um, I hate to see it because, unfortunately, when you have these ankle injuries, you never really know, like, how long they're going to plague you for. Um, so hopefully he'll get back quick. But, yeah, man, I definitely hate to see that because I, I feel like um, he needed to have that second game after his breakout game, and um, he needed to have another one to bounce back to um, get his confidence going up even higher. Um you know, let me see what he did uh, before he went out with his injury. He ended up with um, five points. Um, he wasn't really playing that well, but he had a couple of nice flashes in the game where he made some good moves. Uh, and if he would have ended up getting to play more, he only played 10 minutes. So if he would have ended up getting to play more, who knows what he would have done. But back back to my guy Reed, though, man. Um it's crazy because at one point, Reed Shepard was ranked 15th in the country as far as his freshman class. And I know a lot of people probably was looking at it like, why is he ranked this high? And eventually his ranking started dropping lower and lower and lower. I think at one point he dropped all the way down to like 35th. And, you know, obviously seeing what we see now, I think when they had him ranked at 15, I think that was the correct ranking, all right? Um, maybe you could even go a little higher than that because I'm starting to see um, more pro potential than I thought I would see this quickly. I always thought Reed had an outside shot of being in the NBA, but now I'm pretty sure 
it's not going to take long. Um, I don't know if he's going to go this year, but if he has a few more of these types of games, especially against the top-level competition, I feel like it's going to be hard to keep Reed uh, from really getting in that discussion of jumping in that one-and-done mix itself because, like I was saying, um, everybody compares him to Tyler Hero. We already know why. Uh, and I think Tyler Hero maybe has more of a, a a killer instinct on offense as far as like he has more of a um more of a drive to be a elite scorer. But I don't know if if he's better than Reed Shepard, especially not at this point. And I wonder how much Reed Shepard could do if he really just had that green light to just go get it. Cause on this team it's kinda like there's not there's not really um there's not really any player that they just get a ball to that really has that green light. Calipari just wants it to flow and uh he wants it to end up wherever it ends up based on just them making the right plays. And uh, but Reed shoots super efficient, man. And I know if he was forcing the ball, he his shooting percentages and stuff would go down a little bit, but who knows what this boy could do if he's really turned to loose. Um he had a few games in high school where he definitely did big numbers, so he definitely, um, you know, he's used to going big, but I'm just starting to look at him now, and I'm like, man, this kid doing everything out there. Um, Go Kentucky Wildcats said, personally, he thinks he is a one and done. I'm starting to lean that way. Um, like I said, I didn't, I thought we were having two to three years, but um, I'm starting to rethink that a lot because, He's just doing everything. Like the kid's just making stuff happen. Like he's shooting a high percentage. He's hitting threes, and it's not even just like you know wide open threes. It's like sometimes he's just coming down with that confidence and just making a couple dribbles and pulling up on dudes. Like you know shooting NBA range threes. Like Reed is kind of like turning into that dude. Like his confidence is super high, and realistically. As much as I love DJ, as much as I love Edwards, Ree Shepard and Dillingham should be starting, man. Like, we got to just be honest about that. <laughs> like, they're just, when them two dudes is out there, especially together, it's a super, like, nice combination because they both kind of, like, combo guards. They can do a little bit of both, and they kind of, like, feed off of each other real well. Um, they just, I don't know, for some reason when they out there, they just get busy, so... um Realistically, they both should be starting, but I'm really actually happy that neither one of them is really making the fuss out out of it. At least, um, they aren't in public. I don't know what they may be saying or what they may be feeling behind closed doors, but definitely, um, you know, they are they they're sacrificing for the team, and you know, it just goes to show what type of guys they are, man. Like, they probably could both get more numbers. Um, like, Rob Dillingham only played 22 minutes. Shepard did play 30, but Rob only played uh, 22 minutes. So, who knows what he would do if he was playing 30-plus minutes a game, man. You just – you never know. But um, they definitely uh, – they've been balling, man. Mark Burke said, I'm hoping his love for Kentucky will keep him here. But I do think he could leave if he wants to. Talking about Reed Shepard. Yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I I just feel like the boy just plays so polished. Um, 
So I'm looking at him and I'm like, man, if, if this is the like the most raw, uncut version of him, imagine when he really gets it together, when he's really confident, when he really is on that professional level, man, he's gonna be a an efficient ball player. Um, because I, I just was shocked that he was gonna be this good on defense and he may end up breaking the steals record. I mean, because I think um right now, or at least before last game, I think he was averaging like three steals a game or something like that. And I think that was more than Rondo was averaging. So, And we know Rondo was a pest on defense. Um, so this boy just, you know, the fact that he's playing high-level defense, that's the only thing that I was really worried about. Um, so who knows? He might be out of here. So Kentucky Wildcats said that Reed and Rob connection is awesome. It is, man. It is. Nick Bill said that's prime NIL land right there. Never have true freshmen from Kentucky as good as Reed. I agree with you. He said the NIL needs to come in clutch and keep him here with the big bag. That's a good point. Um, he could become like a legend to Kentucky. Uh, and they definitely do need to try to keep him here. And that's probably the only way they're going to be able to do it. But I think if if they did offer him a nice bag, I think he loves Kentucky enough. I think he would enjoy um, playing with, with it being his team. Because at the end of the day, even though he's playing the best on the team, this team is not really his team. Um, he's just not really considered the guy. Because like you said, Speaking of the NIL, you got DJ Wagner, who's the face of uh, Drake's Nocta brand for Nike. Uh, you know, he kind of was that forgotten guy. So it would be nice if um, they did that for him because they, uh, they could turn him into something special. Like I said, he could end up becoming more of a legendary player than Oscar Sheeway. And Oscar Sheeway is pretty legendary at this point. But uh, Reed could definitely, like you said, being from Kentucky – he could go down in as one of the greats that ever played at this program. Mark Burke said Rondo has the most per season. He had 87 his freshman year. That is a lot of steals. And um, Reed Shepard's on pace. He's on pace. So we'll see what he ends up doing. But um, he, he might. Uh, he, def he definitely going give to give that record a run for his money. Nick Beal said, exactly a Kentucky guy from Kentucky. This is prime ad advertisement land for Kentucky business, etc. Both his mother and father also played four years. They were very good. See, I really don't know that much about his mom, to be honest. But um, she looked like a hooper. You can just tell. Like, she, she looked like right now, if she took Jeff out in the back, she would give him some buckets right now. Like, she looked like she still got some juice in the tank. Because she'd be super hyped. Every time they show her, like, Jeff just kind of be chilling, you know what I mean? But Reed's mom still got that energy, man. But, yeah, they, uh, you know, we got the partnership with Kroger. Kroger needs to go on and step in there and do something. But uh, they got to um, they gotta get this boy some money, you're right. They got to keep him here. Um, But you never know, man. Maybe, maybe he might not have even really thought this far ahead. He might have he was going to be one and done worthy either. Who knows what um, he was feeling coming in. Who knows what his parents was thinking. Because I know they probably had some talks about him coming there with all them other top tier freshmen coming. 
But um, he wasn't scared though. He came on and went. And uh, like I said, um, I started to believe in Reed when I seen him uh, playing over the summer. He played in the game against Rob Dillingham and um, Bronny, and he was killing in that game. So that's when I kind of was like, ah, he might be for real. Um, Cause like I said, I watched him in the Sweet Sixteen and I liked him, but he wasn't playing against like. Ronnie and Rob, you know what I'm saying? So when I seen him do that, I definitely was feeling it. I was like, oh, yeah, he's, he's legit. But, yeah, man, I, I can't wait to see Aaron Bradshaw. Um, I'm definitely going to go check out that video and see what he looked like. Um, Jordan Burke got a little bit of run. Uh, Jordan, he, uh, he shot two for two with five points. One assist. He didn't get no rebounds, though. In nine minutes, uh, I need him to get at least one or two. But, um, you know, you can't really ask too much out of Jordan at this point. Like I said, he's kind of the one that's getting left out a little bit. And, um, <coughs> excuse me. And uh, he probably only really got the nine minutes last night because DJ went down. So, they kind of had to shift some playing time around. But, um. Hold on, let me see. Nick Beal said, Banksy is a top 10 in women's basketball history in games started, field goals made, threes, threes attempts, assists, and steals. I, I had no idea. I'm going I'm to have to go check her out. I, I had no clue. I'm not going to lie to you. But, yeah, that's that's crazy, actually. But, yeah, um, Jordan... Uh, you know, he kind of got left out, but I'm glad that he's still playing hard. He's still, uh, you know, mentally he still seems to be uh, enthused and locked in. And that's that's the hardest part sometimes when you're playing with a whole bunch of guys that's good is just staying focused on the team. Um, you know, you don't want guys to get upset about playing time and stuff like that. So hopefully uh, nothing blows over with Reed and uh, Rob. You know, unfortunately, they are coming off the bench, and I hope that they still, you know, feel like they can shine. Because if they keep playing like this off the bench, they both can still go to the NBA. If that's what they, um, you know, their goal is. Pretty sure I know that's where Rob is, but Reed, who knows? Um, but if they keep showing up like this, they're they're showing enough. Like you, you, if you watch the Kentucky games, you've seen enough of them, so you you know what they kind of going to give you. You just got to see if they can consistently do it against everybody, which so far is so good. Go Kentucky Wildcats said Bradshaw's jump shot is looking nice. Yeah. See, I knew uh, Brad, I had heard that Bradshaw could shoot a little bit, and I seen some clips of him on Instagram where he was working out, and he looked like he had a pretty good jump shot. But, you know, it was just clips here and there. But, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, I know he had been saying that he wanted to be a stretch big man, so I'm pretty sure that, you know, he probably got a nice jumper, so yeah, I can't I can't wait to see what he does. Mar Burke said Reed has a deal with Fort Bank. Um, he don't know if it's true, but he heard that he split the money with his teammates. Wow, that's crazy if he did that, man. Um, but you know, he I don't know what his situation is. His dad, I don't know how much money his parents might have, though. He might be cool for real, so. Whatever money that he got from Fort, he might not have needed it. But um that's uh that's really noble of him if he did. You know what I'm saying? 
Because I'm not going to lie to you, I wouldn't have split the money. You know, I might have gave up a little bit, but uh, split, I don't know. Because everybody on that team is probably getting a little bit of money, so it's probably really not necessary to do too much splitting. I mean, I think DJ uh, had a deal with the, um, with the car dealership, and they let him uh, rent the, the Bentley or Rolls Royce or whatever it was, lease it, you know what I'm saying? So, but that's uh, that's that's dope if um, Reed, you know, if he's just that kind of guy. But I'm, it wouldn't surprise me because he just seems like one of them type of dudes, man, because he just see, he's just for the team, man. Like, he's doing everything on the court, and maybe that just reflects his whole personality, man. Like, he's just about, you know, trying to make everybody better, which he has been doing. McBeal said, the next question is when the seven-footers start playing and who do we, whose minutes get cut? And he said he likes a do and Trey out there. Same with Reeves. Yeah, um, unfortunately, I do think a dude's minutes will go back a little bit. Um, like I was saying earlier, I think Trey, if Trey plays with one of the seven-footers, I think Trey will still be able to play perimeter-based basketball because Trey's one of our best shooters. Um, so even if they switch, like if Bradshaw and Trey is out there, they might switch you know, one of them will hit the post one play, and one of them will play on the perimeter, and then they'll change it up here and there. Um, but I, th I think um, both of them still, even if they play together, they need to have their moments where they under the basket, and then they need to have their moments where they on the perimeter. But if they both out there, I, I would love to see them both crash the glass because that's, that's the only thing that um, when you watch sometimes when Trey Mitchell gets open jumpers, nobody crashes the glass. Um, because everybody's so used to being on the perimeter. So if Trey's shooting the ball, it's, it's pretty much he's going to hit or the other team is getting a defensive rebound. So if one of the other seven-footers could be under there, then maybe we you know, we might get some more offensive possessions. Coach Kentucky said, yep, Stacy Reeves. Yeah, I'm going to check her out, see what she's about. Antonio Antonio Reeves, man, I ain't, I ain't talked too much about him, but he had a he had a nice little eighteen, solid little eighteen, seven for twelve, uh, one for uh, three from threes. But there was one time uh, where he was shooting in the corner, um, and he had like a wide open three, and he passed it up for some reason and took like a dribble, stepped in to shoot a, like a mid range, but it was like a long mid range, and that was kind of weird to me to see him do that because. <laughs> Coach Ty in the building. <laughs> Coach Ty, I hope you're feeling better, man. Um, I know you've been kind of sick lately. Uh, so prayers up for you, man. Get yourself back together, man, so you can coach Tate's Creeks all them victories. But, um, but yeah, back to uh, Antonio Reeves. Uh, he was standing in the corner one time, and, and he, like, for some, like, I don't even know why. He just stepped in and shot a long mid-range. That was just... A little, I don't know, it was just shocking to see him do that. Uh, normally, he's all about the three ball. But the the one thing that I would like to see Antonio uh, Reeves work on is, is change the direction a little bit because sometimes I feel like he gets cut off. And if he just worked on his ball handling a little bit better, I feel like he could still have some opportunities to score. Um, but he's just going to have to learn a couple more counter moves. But 
when he would do the simple moves and like he would take a dribble or two and then shoot the floaters, he was efficient with them. So, you know, he's still, like I said, he's still playing well. Uh, he had, um, I think it was the one bad game where he was, I forgot what game it was, but it might have been the Kansas game where he was, you know, he was he was shooting pretty bad. But outside of that, he'd been pretty steady. So, definitely, um, yeah, from what I'm seeing so far. But anyways, man, that, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, I appreciate y'all for uh, checking in with me. Last night, I was just super tired, man. Like, uh, I had to get up at 4 in the morning and go to work. So, um, I wanted to stream immediately after the game because I was super excited to see Kentucky put together the statement win like they did. Um, but, yeah, I was just too tired. So, I was like, I'm going to have to get it in today. But, yeah, I appreciate y'all showing up for me, and uh, we'll do it again soon. Uh, like I said, I'm going to try to get it in um, after every single game. And, uh, you know, just more often in general. Coach Ty said, I caught you on the seven-footer comment. Once the seven-footers come in, he's going to put Trey at the three or four where he's going to be able to hit open shots, crash the glass at his natural position. Yeah, I definitely think so. Um, and I think uh, I think Trey will even be more efficient. Um. But Trey's doing as, as best as he can. Uh, he's he's playing the the center position well for us. But, yeah, I do agree with that. Once he can play more on the floor, I think he's going to be more comfortable. And um, I think he's, he's, he's going to be even more efficient than he is right now. But I, I do call him Mr. Steady, man, because he pretty much gives us the same thing every game. But anyways, I'm going to wrap it up right there, guys. I appreciate y'all. And, um... We will do it again next time. Catch y'all later. Sports and Discourse with Derek Stevenson. We out of here.